Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience podcast. Uh, today's episode, I wanted to talk about um, virtual troop meetings. I probably will do many more episodes on this, but I wanted to at least do an episode touching base with you all. And part of what I want to say is um, if you aren't providing any Girl Scout programming at all right now, you aren't interacting with your troop, you aren't having virtual meetings, you aren't offering opportunities to earn badges at home through your troop or through your council or even just reposting links or anything. If you are totally unplugged and disconnected from Girl Scouts right now, that's okay. And I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. If that's you, if you are not Girl Scouting at all right now, but you are listening to this podcast, I appreciate that you're still listening. Um, but I just want to like kind of hold space for everyone who doesn't have the bandwidth to figure out how to do remote Girl Scouting in the midst of everything else that's been going on. And I've heard from some people that they haven't done anything, that they want to start or that they're going to start over the summer or whatever. And that's cool. But it's also cool if you're done until next year. That's also cool. So you do whatever you need to do. And um, and it's all OK because Girl Scouts is a co-curricular. It is an extra activity. It is um it is not the highest priority for your life at home right now. <laughs> and so I want to hold space for that first. If you're not doing it and you're not interested in doing it, or maybe you're interested, but you truly just do not have time to do it right now, that's okay. <laughs> and I want to share some ideas with you that I've been doing with my troop that have been really effective, that are very easy and low impact and require very little preparation or anything like that. Um, and then I will share some ideas that are a little bit more, I guess, I'll say advanced. Um, we all deal with things differently. So for some people who are looking at a layoff or even multiple layoffs in their family, and they're trying to figure out homeschooling with their kids, and they're trying to coexist as a whole family in their house. And they're afraid of the news and the fear mongering. And they're having trouble finding stuff on empty grocery shelves. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to pay their bills. And they are maybe even they or someone they know is sick. There are so many other things going on right now that are a higher priority than Girl Scouts. <laughs> so even if you're not in a worst case scenario, maybe you're working from home and your kid is home and your spouse, if you have one, is also working from home or maybe they're even still going into work or whatever, maybe you still have your regular income, you're not in jeopardy of losing your job, you're not in, you know, everything's fine. Everyone's healthy. You're all doing great. Maybe you already even worked from home, so your life hasn't even changed dramatically. Um, still, it's okay to be mentally and emotionally exhausted, even if you're not in a worst case scenario. Um, it's okay if you're mentally and emotionally exhausted because the world is in a literal global crisis. The world's economy shut down 
for four to six weeks. <laughs> Literally worldwide, this has happened. Um, that has never happened in nothing like that has ever happened in our lifetime. I would even argue that nothing like that, like this has truly ever happened before. Um, and it's a lot and it's weird and everything feels weird, even if you're not in a worst case scenario. So the very first thing that I want us to establish is that this is a volunteer position and you are only obligated to do as much as you have the bandwidth to do. And if you don't have the bandwidth to do Girl Scouts, especially next level leadership of a Girl Scout troop in the midst of all of this, a literal global crisis, you're okay. You are just fine. You do not have to defend yourself or rationalize it to anyone. Now, I will say for me personally, I have been maintaining, um, I have been offering some badge work opportunities online, which I'm going to touch on in a second. And I have been doing virtual meetings with my troop at the same day and time that we used to previously meet, which is every other week for an hour and a half. And we've been using Zoom with my troop. Um, I did also write a round of letters and I put the badges and patches that my troop had earned up to that point that I did not have the chance to hand out yet. I did go ahead and mail those out. And now I have been working on some friendship bracelets and like word searches and coloring pages and stuff. And so I'm going to do another round of letters with a couple of the badges that were backordered that have since come in. And I'm going to get those mailed out next. Um, so I am doing stuff with my troop. But obviously, if you are a subscriber to this podcast, you know that I have not released a podcast episode in like 20 days, almost three weeks, or it could even have been three weeks by the time I actually get these posted. So um, I'm still choosing my priorities. I'm still doing what my bandwidth will allow. And um, the podcast just unfortunately kind of went by the wayside. And I'm sorry, because I wanted to do it. And it's not like I don't have time to do it, because uh, I'm home. But it's, it is what it is. This is a weird time. There's a lot going on and I only have the bandwidth to do what I have the bandwidth to do. So you know what? Sometimes that means I don't post podcast episodes and it is what it is. So this is your permission slip. If you need to take some space from Girl Scouts, if the emotions and the stress and the disappointment and the frustration and the emotional exhaustion and the mental exhaustion and maybe even, depending on what you have going on, the physical exhaustion of what is going on in this world and maybe your household right now, here is your permission slip to take space, if that's what you need to do. Please don't let your this be the end. Please don't quit. Please come back next year. Um, please stick with it. And, you know, when it's safe to resume regular in-person activities, please consider coming back. Um, I would hate to see troops disbanding and, and tons of member turnover because the result of all of this, I really am worried about that. However, for now, if you need space, take space, do what you need to do. That is why my troop doesn't meet over the summer, even in normal times, because sometimes I just need some space. I need to reset. I need to miss the girls. I need to be miss Girl Scouts. I need to be excited and enthusiastic and energized about doing it again and it's exhausting and it can be a lot of work depending on how much you put into it and sometimes you just need a break and if right now you need a break take a break that's totally fine okay with that being said 
some ways to engage your troop right now in the midst of all of this without violating, you know, social distancing and social isolation uh, guidelines. For one, um, you can write your girls' letters. Now, I know that some people are going super extra and above. Maybe they have immunocompromised um, members of their household or whatever, uh, and they are unable to necessarily feel like they can receive mail safely. Uh, I know you can't necessarily be sending like letters and cards to nursing homes. A lot of communities like that won't accept them right now um, and hospitals and things like that because of the potential transmission of the virus on mail materials. Totally understand that some people aren't doing that. Um, and so if you're not comfortable or if you know that somebody in your troop is not comfortable, you don't have to do with that. But for my troop, sending out letters has been fun. And I happen to have a notebook that is lined paper that has a bunch of bright neon colored pages in it. I've been sending out these bright neon colored letter, handwritten letters. And like I mentioned, I did put, you know, their badges and patches in there. Although even that I have a hard time with because if it were me and it were my kid that received badges, I would probably not put them on, especially if those girls were about to bridge, which like almost my entire troop is about to bridge because when are they going to wear the uniform again? And that's kind of sad and that's kind of disappointing, but I guess, um, you know, people have different priorities and some people really want to prioritize having full uniforms and having their uniform fully updated. Other people, even though this kind of makes me cringe, I also understand some people are going to save these badges and patches and put them on the next uniform, even though they don't belong on that uniform, whatever. Uh, there's no badge police. So I know a lot of people do that. Um, a lot of parents will do that. So that might be the case. But either way, I mean, I want them to feel like and I want their parents to feel like they are earning um, badges, that they're participating in Girl Scouts, that they're getting the Girl Scout experience. So for me, sending out the badges and patches makes sense. Plus, selfishly, I don't know when we're going to be able to resume troop meetings. So I don't want to sit on them for months and months and months. That's, that's the, just the truth of it. Okay, um, another thing, and I mentioned this earlier, I included some coloring pages in um, my last letters, but since then, I actually designed my own Girl Scout coloring pages. They are completely free for you to download, and right now I have like 60 of them, so you can get them on buildinggirlsofcourage.com. And I added a new link on there, which I think, I don't remember if it says downloads or resources, but it's a little drop down menu. And then there's specifically coloring pages. So I added that new category, that new section on there, and you can go ahead and download them all for free. And I have all the different age levels on there. I personally drew them based off of um, either Baker or GSUSA or council marketing materials. So they're not my own. So actually some of them are my troop, but mostly they're not my own photos that I used to draw them, but I did personally hand draw them in Adobe Illustrator. 
So um, that was one of my quarantine things that was a stress reliever for me was to draw out those coloring pages. I ended up loving it, which is why I did like 60 of them. And you can find them all on buildinggirlsofcourage.com. I did also post them in the Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience um, Facebook group. So if you go to facebook.com slash Girl Scout podcast, there is a link to join our Facebook group if you're not already in it. And um, I make posts in there on occasion and I'll include my resources or other resources that I see online that I think are helpful. And um, yeah, so that's an opportunity. If you aren't already connected, go ahead and connect in there. But either one of those places, you can get those free coloring pages. Then I also include it. I'm going to include in the next round. I'm making friendship bracelets. I have a ton of friendship bracelet string, which is. Just I paid with my personal money, but I just had it in my Girl Scout stuff in my garage. And the last time I tried to do them with my girls, they were a little too young for it and they got frustrated. Now my girls are much older and frankly, they would probably love it. And I know some of them have friendship bracelets like kits and whatnot that they've gotten for birthdays and Christmases and stuff. So I know that they have done them. Um, They'd probably be way more interested. And I was showing them some of them that I was working on on our last Zoom meeting and they love them. So I'm going to throw a couple of those in, uh, one in each of my next letters. So that's something else you can include. You might include stickers or whatever. Um, just fun things so they get a little package from you, a little letter package, you know, just a little envelope. I also got neon. Last time I used regular envelopes and I just used highlighters and colored them so that they were really fun and interesting and that not only would the girls be excited about getting mail, but it'd be really obvious that like this is fun mail, right? And um, then this time I ordered neon green um, envelopes off of Amazon, which is really fun. So I won't have to color them individually this time, although I didn't mind coloring them. I was again, like a stress reliever, but I do have 17 girls in my troop, so 17 envelopes, 17 letters, it's a lot. <laughs> so this time I just got neon envelopes to mail out. Um, and you can order stamps from USPS.com, I think that's what it is, um, but the United States Postal Service website, you can order stamps from there and have them shipped to you, so you don't even have to worry about going to the post office or whatever, although I know a lot of areas are opening everything back up and stuff. And so you might be living your life pretty normally by the time you listen to this, which is totally fine. Then go buy stamps wherever you buy them. Totally whatever. But if you order them online, you can get all kinds of cool designs and stuff. And you can take a look at all the different designs that they have. You can do that actually in person also, duh. but um, you can see them all on the website, which is fun. I mean, maybe I, I think it's fun. Maybe I'm just a big nerd. <laughs> And then, uh, okay, for um, another idea of how to engage your girls, if your girls all live in a relatively concentrated area, then you can go around and deliver care packages directly to their door instead of mailing them, even letters and stuff. Um, I, my girls do live in a concentrated area. I do not live in that area. So I haven't done that yet. However, our cookie incentives just came in. And I plan to go when I go pick them up, when my pickup date comes in the next couple days, I'm going to sort them and then I'm going to go personally deliver them at people's houses. I don't know how people are going to feel about this. Some people might be nervous or uncomfortable with the potential contamination. I've been totally quarantined for seven weeks. 
I'm not worried about being sick, but you know, people are going to take whatever precautions they want to take and that's up to them. But I'm excited to get the girls their incentives uh, before next year. So I'm going to go drop them off. Um, When I do that, I might end up like also including some kind of care package for them. I don't know what that'll look like, but um, more fun stuff, silly stuff. I was thinking about maybe putting them in boxes and um, or like gift bags, depending on how many incentives they have and tying like a balloon or two to each one. You know, you can go to the dollar store and get some cheap helium balloons. Um, or you can, if you want, you can go get a helium tank and blow up your own balloons. So I actually have some helium left, I think, from a birthday party that we had before this whole quarantine thing really went into effect. I might be able to just use that even and blow up some balloons just to make it extra fun and exciting. I also was thinking about hand making. I have like a cricket and stuff like that, and I love doing that kind of thing. So I was thinking that I might potentially make handmade cards for them all. Another thing that I would love to do with my troop, but um, as I said, I don't live in the same area as my troop and actually neither do my co-leaders. None of us live in the same area that all our girls do, which is really crazy. Who even knows how stuff like this ends up happening? You know what I mean? But anyways, none of us live right there. So we haven't done this, but I would love to do a little car drive-by parade thing like um, some of the schools have done or people have done for birthday parties or whatever. I would love to do a Girl Scout drive-by where we all deck out our cars and play music and drive, you know, by people's houses and the girls will know approximately what time to wait for us and they'll stand outside and we can wave and see each other and it's silly and fun. I would love to do something like that. Since I don't live in that part of town, I don't think and none of the other troop leaders do. I don't think we're going to end up doing that at all. Um, It'd be one thing if it was just me to coordinate with, but to coordinate with all of us, I just don't know that everyone will want to go do that just to see people standing outside on their lawns, especially if things are generally opening back up this summer. Then, you know, at this point, it might be a moot point. But depending on your area and depending on how close things still are, depending on um, your families and how they're taking this or whatever, that might be an option for you. Um, I think it's really fun and silly. You can get those um, window markers or window paints and draw all over your car. You could, you know, attach poster boards, streamers, balloons, whatever, all over your vehicle so that it looks super fun and silly and um, decked out in Girl Scout stuff. Um, or it doesn't even have to be Girl Scout. It could be literally anything. It could just be fun and bright and colorful and happy. And that would be really exciting, especially if you have younger girls. Um, That would be really fun and exciting for them and safe for you and them. (laughs) Okay, then, um, of course, we in my troop have been doing online meetings, virtual meetings. And I know a lot of people have also been doing this with their troops with mixed success. I will say the very first troop meeting that we did virtually, we planned to really just let the girls catch up. And I will tell you, it was a total mess a total mess. The girls talked over each other. They were loud and screaming and excited, um, a lot of pent up energy, and it really wasn't productive at all. We also did split up. So Zoom, we use Zoom. Zoom has a feature, even on the free account, that will allow you to turn on the breakout room option. You do have to turn it on in your settings before you start the meeting. 
But at that point, you can break people out either randomly or you can assign them. So we have a multi-level troop. So it allowed each level to meet with their own level. And um, I thought that that would be good if we started out all together, but then we split into levels because it would feel more like a normal meeting and um, the girls could talk to each other at their own level. So the older girls could talk about how they were feeling, if they were feeling any kind of fear, if they were feeling any kind of frustration, if they were just feeling fed up. Um, or if they just wanted to talk about, you know, whose crush is following who on TikTok and all that, then they could talk about that as well. Um, so different girls could meet each other where they are um, emotionally and, you know, age-wise. So um, that was my plan, and it did not work. <laughs> so I will say my recommendation is that if you're doing online meetings, you really need to have a plan. I have heard some people are doing virtual sing-along meetings, so they're learning songs and the different hand motions and stuff and um, essentially doing it like a virtual campfire. That's cool. I will say we tried to do at two of our virtual meetings, we tried to sing make new friends at the end like we usually do at a real meeting, and it was just a mess because there's a slight delay and so nobody was quite singing together, and uh, yeah, it was just messy. So we stopped kind of doing that. Um, so for me, the virtual sing-along thing has not really worked out very well. Um, I have seen, related, a Facebook group, and there's probably multiple at this point, but a Facebook group that is specifically a Girl Scout sing-along Facebook group. And the moderators and admins, they list today's song every day, a daily Girl Scout song. And Girl Scouts and Girl Guides from all over the world sing upload videos of them singing that song. It is so cool. It's been really fun to follow. And it's just such a judgment free zone where like, it doesn't really matter if you're a good singer or your kids are good singers or they know all the moves or whatever, or they mess up the tune or they mess up the words or they mess up the dance moves or whatever. Um, it's just cool to see so many people from all over the world singing the same song each day. So that's really neat. And they will normally do how-to videos each day, and they'll list all the, the words that day. And some people will talk about on there the different variations, like, oh, I read, you know, what you uploaded but for the how-to, but in our area, this is how we do it, so I wanted to do our version, you know, whatever. So I recommend that. I will link it in the show notes. Um, I have nothing to do with it. This podcast has nothing to do with it, but I love it, so I'll include it. So you could do something, you could also do something like that with your girls. That'd be another way you could try to engage with them. Okay, another cool idea is to do a talent show with your girls. So they would need to know in advance and they would need to plan in advance what they're going to do for their talent. They could sing, they could dance, they could do a stand-up comedy routine, they could do puppets, they could do, you know, whatever. You could come up with a list of things and maybe actually I will make a list of things and include it of suggestions um, that you could send your girls so that they could decide what they're going to do. And then everybody would prepare something. And then you go one by one. Everybody would be muted on the call except whoever's turn it was. And then they would do their act. And then you would move on. Um, I would not do it as a competition. I would only do it as like a talent show. But that's pretty cool. Um, another idea is to do a um, show and tell. 
So this is another thing that people, the girls would probably need to know in advance so that they could pick what it is that they're going to show off. And you could either have a theme or you could have a specific, you know, criteria around what it is they're showing. Or it could just be random. They could show and tell anything. Uh, you're probably going to want to, for your talkative girls, you're probably going to want to set a time restriction of how long they're supposed to tell <laughs> about their specific things so that you can get through everyone. Um, but that's an opportunity for people to kind of show off, for each girl to kind of show off what they have and where. Um, and at home, you know, and from their home and to feel like they're bringing all the other girls into their home, like having friends over. So that's an option related. Uh, this was highly recommended to me from a couple other troop leaders whose girls really loved it. And then my girls also really loved it. And I have daisies through cadets. They all loved it. And that is you come up with a scavenger hunt list beforehand. You do not send it to the girls in advance. And then you tell them one by one, um, okay, go find something that's red. Okay, go find your pillow. Okay, go find a hat. Okay, go find, you know, whatever, a snack food, whatever it is. And then everybody goes, gets it from their house, and then comes back and shows it off on the screen. And so you get to see everybody's. I will upload the list that I personally used with my troop, but you can um, use that as inspiration or a jumping off point, or you can totally create your own and add your own stuff or change them or eliminate them or whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, but that was a lot of fun. The girls loved it. Uh, and again, all levels up to cadet loved it. Um, I don't know beyond that, but I think depending on what the items were, it would be fun for any age. Honestly, it'd even be fun with your adult friends. Then for my troop, we have moved away from trying to do anything serious or school-like or just projecting something like a PowerPoint and me talking at them. Um, those are all options, of course, and I've seen a bunch of stuff floating around online. But for my troop, we've been trying to do interactive things and um, really more in the spirit of like a game. And so maybe you tie it into other badge work. But even if you don't, you can just have fun. And it's a time for the girls to see each other and feel connected and feel like they're part of something and feel a sense of normalcy and some joy, which right now it's just a really weird, stressful time. So that's really been our focus. Um, and we have done a couple of different games. We did um, scattergories type thing where we put the list, the different category, uh, you know, like the card basically, um, projected it up on a Google slide um, and shared our screen. You know, I shared my screen so that everybody could see the screen and do their own thing. And then um, we used a random letter generator online and picked the letter that way. And then I just had a YouTube timer that we used. So I'm going to include all that. I'll link it. You can use my exact Google Slides, or you can make up your own, or you can use the real categories game, or you can use any version of adapting or changing the idea that you want that's going to work for your girls. All the girls in my troop loved it. I will say we did have to do two minutes instead of one minute because we had some daisies. We had first graders on there who needed a little bit more time. Some of the girls were very good at it and some girls really were not. They did have fun, but it was a lot more thinking. So I think that this would be much better for probably third grade and up. They're probably going to have an easier time with that game. Another game that we've played that's worked really well is we used taboo prompts, but we actually had whatever girl was like, it was their turn to have the prompt. 
she actually used that prompt to describe how to draw the main item without using any of the words that were listed on there that she's not allowed to say. So for example, when it was my turn, my prompt was polar bear. So that's what I was trying to tell people how to draw, but I couldn't use any of the words that were taboo, right? So we used taboo prompts, did not play taboo. You could of course also play taboo as it's intended to be played. So there's kind of two ideas for one. Um, but we did like a drawing version because we were using it as, um, to try to hit some of the requirements for the junior drawing badge. Um, of course, we had to do more than just that in order for the girls to earn the drawing badge, but that was sort of related at least is how we were trying to think of it. Um, but the girls loved it. The entire troop loved it. They played for an hour, the solid hour and 15 minutes of the hour and a half meeting. And when we told them that it was time to wrap up um, and that we were on our last turn, they were all disappointed. They wanted to play again the next day. They wanted to jump on and have another troop meeting literally the next day to do it again. I got emails from parents talking about how much fun they had. They loved it. So that was really easy. I will link the prompts that we used. But if you have Taboo or if you want to make up your own, you can totally do that. Um, and again, we had first through sixth grade playing this game. Literally all of them loved it and they were all successful. So highly, 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 highly recommend that as a game to play together, no matter what level your girls are. Another virtual meeting idea is to play a movie. And um, you can either just have a watch party where all the girls are on mute and you stream it and all the girls are watching and listening at the same time, and then they can chat in the chat box. Um, we've talked about adding a little bit more to it, where the girls bring their own snacks. Before we start the movie, they could all show off their snacks of what they have, their go-to movie snack or whatever. Um, you could mail movie snacks. You could mail popcorn and candy care packages to everybody beforehand. Tell them don't open it until the meeting so they don't eat it ahead of time. You know, Don't open it until the meeting. You don't know what's in it, but this is for the meeting. And then you open it and you find out what your movie snacks are going to be. You could do that. And then um, we have been working on the media journey with our cadets. And so um, to kind of drive some of that messaging home a little bit further, we've also talked about adding that extra layer that at least the older girls, if not all the girls, could tally up all the on-screen lines that were male versus female. Um, but there's all kinds of things you could have girls look for, but that's something that would keep them engaged and watching um, for something through the whole movie. Now, a movie is probably going to be longer than an hour and a half, plus you have a little bit of time to intro, so it would be an extra long meeting to do something like that. Um, I've also heard of some people playing werewolf, which is a bit complicated, especially if you have younger girls and especially to translate to virtual. If you were just teaching girls how to play in person, I do think that younger girls would be a lot more successful with it. If you have younger girls who have already played, then transitioning to virtual might be a little bit easier for you. But if you have girls who have never played before, I think this is gonna really be an older girl idea is to, to play werewolf. I'm gonna link to um, the rules and this specifically talking about how to adapt the game to be virtual, but basically the idea is that um, you have like daytime and nighttime, and during the daytime, all the villagers, which is all the girls who are playing, are trying to guess who the werewolf is, and at night, the werewolf 
for werewolves, depending on how big your group is, can choose to attack one of the villagers and kill them, quote unquote. And then um, the next day, that person is then dead. Um, and so the rest of the villagers are trying to narrow it down and figure out who the werewolf is. There's a little bit more to it than that. And obviously the ins and outs of how to adapt that virtually. It's going to depend on your group and what platform you're using. But I'm going to link to um, a really good resource about how to adapt werewolf. So if you don't know the game, you can check that out. If you do know the game, but you don't quite know how you would translate that to Zoom um, or whatever platform you're using, this might give you some suggestions and guidance. Um, and if you do know Werewolf, maybe this is enough and you are just like, hey, yeah, that's a good game to play over a virtual meeting. Um, another virtual meeting idea that I have heard is to do um, Pictionary. Zoom has a whiteboard op option or a whiteboard feature where you, any of the people who are participating in the meeting can actually draw on this whiteboard um, that everyone can then see. It's shared. It's like a shared screen that they can all draw and they can pick, you know, their colors or anything like that. So um, I've heard some people doing Pictionary. I think that might be one that we try with the girls moving forward. But I do know that it's a little bit harder to do from a phone than it is from a computer. And I do have some girls who participate in our Zoom meetings via phone. So that might be slightly complicated. Um, but just, you know, things to think about. Um, okay, the last thing I want to touch on, I will have more virtual meeting ideas for you in future episodes, but the last thing that I want to touch on is um, online badge work. Now, a lot of councils and GSUSA are offering online badge workshops and opportunities all the time. Your girls can participate in any of those. Sometimes that's done over Zoom, sometimes it's done over Facebook Live, sometimes it's just like, here's a list of things to do from home, and, um, you know, whatever. I'm using Google Classroom. Now, originally I told you guys I was offering Google Classroom for sales, that you could buy my Google Classroom. As it turns out, first of all, it doesn't quite sit with me right to charge troops when so many people miss out on cookie season or miss out on a large chunk of cookie season or they, um, you know, as far as like out of pocket expenses, they got laid off or, you know, whatever. So many people are facing financial hard times and that's true for troops too. So it doesn't quite sit with me right to charge people for that right now. Um, and in addition, it is a lot of work and I haven't necessarily built it up as much as I hoped that I would. I have a cup, a badge on there for, um, Daisies, Brownies, Juniors, and Cadets. I do have a badge available for all of those levels. I have two badges available for Brownies. Um, and then I have a bunch of non-badge-related activities on there as well. Um, I do plan to continue adding to it. I would love to get some journey information on there and stuff like that. But the truth is especially since I'm not charging anyone for it, I'm not really making it a priority. I've had one girl in my troop personally who has actually taken initiative on earning a badge. Um, I've had a lot of interest from my troop, but they just aren't doing it. I think it just hasn't been a priority for me or for my troop to really beef up that resource. 
And especially since I now do not plan to make it a paid resource, there's a lot less pressure for me to make it worth paying for. So I know that I said I was going to do that. Honestly, stuff happens. Like, this is just a really weird time. And everyone's in a really weird place. And I've been in a really weird place. And I only have the bandwidth that I have. And it's just not a super urgent priority for me to build that up and beef it up and to put a ton, a ton of work into it, especially if I'm not charging for it. If there's no opportunity to get any kind of compensation back for my time and effort. <laughs> so I'm just doing what I feel like doing when I feel like doing it. But offering your troop the opportunity to earn badges online, they can do it through Google Classroom, which I personally really like because it's free. And because you can do it non-graded, however, the, the grade book feature, even with ungraded assignments, will show you who's completed what, what steps they've completed. You can go directly to the work that they've submitted and everything like that. So you can see where they're at for specific badges, what they've shown interest in. Um, and it's just easier to see, like, who earned what, which is really nice. <laughs> um, I kind of wish in-person badge work was that easy to keep track of, in fact. So that's like a big plus for Google Classroom, even if you don't want to use mine, if you want to create your own. Now, I will say that... Um, the disappointing thing, I, a lot of girls are using Google Classroom for school, so they know how to use it, which is really cool. I know my girls are using Google Classroom for schoolwork, so they know how to use it. However, they cannot use their school login to access non-school classrooms, so they cannot use their school login that they're using for schoolwork anyway to get on the Google Classroom I created. That has been a huge obstacle for getting my girls to actually participate because they have to use a different Gmail which they could use their parents, they could, their parents could create one for them. Um, but some of my girls are very young. And so creating, you could create Gmail accounts for all of your girls and just have sort of a recipe or a specific pattern of this is how you are creating their usernames and this is what their password is. So you could do that. Um, and just tell them this is how you log in. You don't even need to tell them it's a Gmail account because they can just go to classroom.google.com and um, enter the username and password even without the at gmail.com and it will automatically sign them in directly to Google Classroom. So if they're really young, they wouldn't even know that you created a, an email account for them. But also there is something a little bit weird about creating an email account for you know, seven-year-olds or six-year-olds or five-year-olds, like, that's, you're not their parent. If you're not their parent, it's kind of weird. Um, you can ask the parents to create a, a login for them, but that's asking the parents to do something to take an extra step, which, you know, some will, some won't. So um, those are the downsides. You can also offer things through Facebook groups. You can mail them out. You can email them out. Whatever you want to do, there's so many options for allowing girls to earn badges at home. And um, you can either have them turn in stuff to you or report back to you, and then you can purchase the badges. Or you can just let them know, hey, by the way, you can earn anything you want at home with par your parents, and your parents can buy you whatever badges you earn. That's up to you. See you next year. So, Hopefully this gives you some ideas about ways that you can participate at a fairly low impact level or however much you want to participate. 
Um, I am going to do another episode with more low impact ideas and some more high impact ideas. I have a bunch of things that other troop leaders have submitted to me of um, more advanced (laughs) virtual meetings that are actually badge work or community service oriented or whatever that I'm going to share on future episodes, but that hasn't been my troop's priority and this episode has already been long enough. So this is where I'm going to end today and I'll have more ideas for you coming up soon. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review if this was helpful. Um, Join our Facebook group so that you stay connected. And you can also check out the website at buildinggirlsofcourage.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Girl Scout Podcast. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon.